0: Listen, it's not just spirituality. It's in every area of life. It's the difficult things. The things we've got to work at that are worth it. And um, I've said this before and I'll keep saying it because it's true. We know ourselves. We know our neighbors, we know that the bumness is real. There's some real bumness. I mean, like, like I won't. I, like, I mean, I have been, and you have been, in situations where it's like, yo, I can't come down the stairs because I don't have any clean clothes, and I can't come out and help you, and I can't come out because I don't got no clothes. I was the other day hanging out with a guy. And uh, he's describing his schedule to me. And, um, you know, he's going going to a meeting at night, late night meeting for his own sake, for his own health, you know, and then he comes home. But because he was at that meeting and he was out late, his mind doesn't slow down. So then he's up all night and then he sleeps all day. And then he gets up and then he goes to his meeting. And down to the last clothes and doesn't have any, you know, laundry done. Doesn't you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, I looked at him and faced said, It's not that you have too much going on and then you're stressed out, it's like you don't have enough going on. That's the reality. I, I, I remember hearing this, this example, especially for certain guys. Certain guys are like really old, like Chevy trucks that if, if you don't have anything in the back of them, you don't have anything in the bed of the truck, you know, they just wobble all around. But you, you load it up. You, you load it up with some lumber. You know what I mean? You load it up with some stuff. You, you're actually doing some things. And you know what? All of a sudden, that old truck, it drives straight. It drives smooth. Um... He, he was talking to me about how how, how how excited he was because in his own place he could leave the toilet seat up at all times and there was no issue <laughs> no one to no one to bother him about leaving the toilet seat up because his own space you know what I'm saying and I'm like I'm like brother like like we have just ordered and it's coming to our house one of those three-piece toilet seats right with the with the main you know cover and then there's the little insert for the toddlers in the house and then there's the regular people toilet seat i mean like i did not expect to hear this in church this morning but listen like god wants you to be faithful with little, give you a little more, be faithful with that, give you a little more. He wants you to work. He doesn't want you to just to get the blow dryer out. You know what I mean? And blow a few leaves and, and then be like, oh, I'm sweating, I'm done. No, you were made to work and search and, and study. And we gotta, we gotta study and we gotta dig into what Jesus is trying to tell us. We gotta wrestle with what he says tonight. He seems mad about washing your hands and plates and everything and this sounds so strange to our ears but but you have to understand the context you have to put yourself back 2,000 years you got to put yourself in the context of the Jewish culture you got to put yourself in, in a situation where you don't have a little tap just pouring out water in your house at all times <laughs> when I when I was When we lived in Africa, we went one year without running water. It just just didn't get to our house. (laughs) And without running water, what we had to do is, you know, I had a a car. I had had like an SUV because it's like either SUV or dirt bike. That's what you need because it's all crazy hills, no roads. It's all off-road, you know. And so we had this SUV and we, I would drive down to the bottom of the hill where the water would go and there would be these little rivers and we would bring trash cans and we would fill up the trash cans and we would put it in the back of the SUV and we would drive it back up to the house and we put a trash can of water in the bathroom and we put a trash can of water in the kitchen and then we'd have a couple extra when those would go out so that we didn't have to go down there every single day or a couple times a day. And when we would cook some food in water, you you take that water after it's done and then you use it again to wash the floor. Because Water is not unlimited. <laughs> it's an incredible amount of work to get that water. And in like most of the world, it still is. So the, 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 the clerics and the, the scribes and the Pharisees and the, you know, have you ever seen someone ritually cleanse themselves? It's not, it's, 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 it's not about hygiene, it's not about hygiene, it's about we are different than all you all. And it wasn't just a symbol of religiosity, but it was a symbol of wealth. It was a colossal effort, get that water. You know, for one thing, this wasn't just about health, like I said, or ritual, but but about ritual purity and wealth. For another thing, this wasn't written in the book of the law. Like this, like God never gave this as the law. God did God wouldn't do this. He wouldn't give us the law. You know, when he had the whole sacrificial system? everyone had to sacrifice but you know what like the people who could sacrifice their calves and their cows and whatever they had they did that but you know what if you didn't have that you could sacrifice a little bit of rice you could sacrifice a bird because god created a path for all people to come to him and worship him but 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 what would happen in the culture is this Jesus is this is why Jesus is upset you know what I mean like you 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 get what I'm saying like you read it real quick and you're like why is Jesus so angry about washing hands and dishes and everything and now you're starting to get it amen Jesus is upset because these these people are driving a wedge and they're dividing people up right between the clean and the unclean and and what they did is they hedged the law They, they had this what they would call hedging the law so you would have this law about certain things would make you unclean ritually, right? If you touch a dead person, you know, something that was unclean in the law, a pig, something like that, you touch a pig, that kind of stuff. And so what they what they did is they're like, all right, so that we never are unclean, we will ritually, continually wash ourselves publicly to constantly remain. <laughs> pure so that even if we accidentally something touched something unclean we 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 purified it you know and and we hedge the law still this isn't like a you know 2000 year hebrew thing that we never do anymore this is 2019 i remember um I remember having a discussion with a local pastor. It was like, so like a woman is coming and needs a ride to the shelter. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I can't do that because, you know, I'm a man and that's a woman. Listen. The word of God is very clear on this issue. We are to treat older women as mothers, men, right? Young women as sisters. And if you can't do that, that's on you. You know, punish all women, <laughs> right? And you need to repent, and you need to get counsel, and you need to rewire your brain, And it's possible. But you don't, you don't avoid one sin. Or, or really, what's going on there is avoiding being seen as sinning by causing another sin, and not caring for the person right in front of you in need. You know, in, in in this text, we see this practice. We see another practice in which you know Jesus is just blasting them. He says, "You have a fine way of ignoring God's law for your own t- traditions," and and. and is this is practice of Corbin, which is like dedicated to to God and one of the oldest Yuki kids here, right? His name, Corbin, where is he at? He's with the youth in Philadelphia. It's a great name and this is what's so crazy. Some of the most vile and most damaging things that can be done to others are done in the name of God. Some of the worst sins are religious sins. And so here Jesus quotes the law about honoring your mother and your father in the fourth commandment. By the way, if you didn't know that honoring your mother and father was the fourth commandment, I'm not saying this to be condescending, but listen, you need to learn the 10 commandments. You need to learn the Lord's prayer and you need to learn the creed. You know, like, and I'm saying that to be helpful. Like, you're you, you, you're getting into the faith or whatever. Like, here's something to do. Here's something to. These are places that people have been starting in those areas for the last two thousand years. Anyway, so the fourth commandment, which the Ten Commandments gives us this this grid of God's ethic of how He wants us to live, and and in the fourth commandment says, honor your mother and your father, and it really wasn't about just being respectful. Like the way we kind of think about it, it did include that, but it really was about taking care of them when they're older because they took care of you. And and, and so, you know, especially back in the day, there's no nursing homes. There's no social security check. There's nothing. And you can't watch your family go live on the streets because you had some beef with them. God's law says, honor your mother and your father. Here's the thing. The, um, the leaders of the community, leaders of faith, which was the same thing in those days, (laughs) they said, look, Now, if you had a problem with your father and your mother and you wanted to, you know, take your resources and not use them to help them, you could take those resources and you can give them to us. And just these things are Corbin. These things are dedicated to God. And, and that's a way in which you're not bound to share the things you have, your house, you're not bound to let them in, you're not bound to share your food, you're not bound to share your land with your family because you gave it to God. And, and it's a real convenient twisting of the word of God because it's like this, it's like, oh, people want to kind of dig the knife into their family oh also we get a windfall of cash it's like they're having this come to jesus moment well the spirit's moving in mysterious ways we're getting all this money i guess we can forgive them for what they did to their family and it's wrong it's like it's like that church that dead set against gambling preaches against gambling somebody wins the lottery they offer a million dollars to the church, and all of a sudden, oh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. No, (laughs) no, listen, you gotta have integrity. You don't get to like just decide what's right and what's wrong, you've gotta discern it and feel it out And and walk in it and it might go dead against what your heart desperately wants to do. And yet you have to seek the Lord, meditate on his law. You hear all the time, you are what you eat, (laughs) right? And Jesus is gonna get to that. And you know, there is some truth to you are what you eat, but, but, but it's a little more true that you are what you think. As Proverbs says, so a man thinks that's how he is, and it's even a little bit more helpful to think about it this way: you are what you love. Which is there's a great book by this author named James K. A. Smith called "You Are What You Love," and I highly recommend it. But for for many out there, and maybe even you tonight in this room your house is clean your words are clean but your heart isn't clean and Jesus is making this huge distinction it's not about washing ritually it's not about eating the right food it's 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 not what you put in it's not what you put in it's what comes out and he describes what comes out and talks about all these sins that come out bubbling out of the heart That's what makes you unclean. You know, in in the big first chunk of this chapter, we see that that God brings this sense of like people who don't have means can be clean and right with God. Amen? Literally the dirt poor people. That used to mean something. Dirt poor. Because you can't like... Water's a luxury, (laughs) but you can be dirt poor and clean and beloved by God. And he talks about the food, right? It's real interesting that this is picked up so heavy in Mark. We know that Mark is recalling the memories of the apostle Peter. And we know that this is something that, that God was drilling into Peter over and over again, and he kept wandering from it. <laughs> like, like he had these dramatic visions of a screen coming down from heaven and cleaning the, the, all the food. And God's telling him like, take up, kill this animal and eat it. And Peter's like saying in his vision to God, and it's not the first time he said it to Jesus in the flesh. No, I'm never gonna do that. <laughs> Some of us got a little bit of that in us. <laughs> Even if God Himself were getting our face, jam us up, we're still saying, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then and then he finally gets it, and he's like, you know god doesn't show any favoritism god wants to save everybody not just jewish people greek people rich people poor people he he, he's for everyone and then what happens you know he slips even after he saw jesus rise from the dead And and he starts to just get peer pressured in to his old way of thinking isn't it encouraging that the the pillar of the church after Jesus, that the rock, you know, Peter, isn't it encouraging that the apostle of the church, Peter struggles like you and I do and can just go insane sometimes, but then comes back to his senses and he hears Paul jam him up and he repents. Of how he's been a hypocrite, but we see how Jesus is talking about food and you know the dirt poor being cleansed. Now he's going to, we're going to see that this through a, a specific story. So we see in verses twenty three to thirty an unclean woman, and 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 she and I, I wish so much that that we had time to like just do an entire sermon. This is one of my favorite sermons. One of my favorite stories in the whole Bible is this Syrophoenician woman, but we're just getting a couple passing comments as we close. She doesn't get thrown off by Jesus calling her a dog. You know? And she realizes there's no goodness in her. It's not the goodness in her but it's the goodness and the richness of jesus that gives her boldness to ask jesus for a miracle she doesn't even say to jesus look put me at the children's table she realizes that she doesn't even deserve to be with the children at the children's table. But she says, Listen, I'm going to reason with you. If you say that I am a dog, that, that I am not of God's chosen people, that's fine. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that the children leave under the table. So why don't you, you know, heal my daughter? And this is what she understood, that the Lord had so much good food at that table that there was enough crumbs for her to fill all her needs. And what I'm trying to say to you is that when you come to God, this is how we need to come to Him. We don't come to Him saying, hey, but Lord, I've been really trying. Forget that. You are not gonna impress God. You're not. You don't have to. She doesn't expect it to be easy, you know? She pursues Jesus as her way, her truth, and her life. And and this is what I need from you, brothers and sisters, you know? You've been saying to yourself, away from everybody else, in your heart. You know, I got, I got these glass pipes. (laughs) I got this and that. I'm all set up. I got a box full of sex toys. I got a phone that if you were to scroll through my phone, it would embarrass you. I'm loaded down with so much depression. And I'm either super detached from life, or I'm trying to fill it with all these things that aren't right for me. And maybe it's not any of those kind of things, but, but, but it, there's still these, these things that bring great shame, and, 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 and you are the Syrophoenician woman. May, maybe for you it's like, when I'm really honest with myself, my, I love my job more than I love being with my own kids. I, what I'm doing is I'm just, I'm making Gloucester what Jesus is saying, that it out of the heart, all these things, the jealousy, the discontent, the things in which we just do not put him first and straight center of our lives, all the things that make us unclean, not unclean the exact words we use, how we dress. (laughs) You know, that's one of the most discouraging things is that sometimes people come to a church and they learn how to take up church language, know how to talk right. They change the way they dress and they kind of mimic being a saint, (laughs) you know. Meanwhile, they know how to talk right. They know the invisible unwritten rules and, and the things you, you're supposed to admit in front of other people and the things you're not supposed to admit in front of other people. And yet, listen, there might be sitting next to somebody else that has it, that their struggle is like an open sewage pipe, and everybody in the room can smell it, and it's like, oh my God, they're a mess. But they're both just as unclean. And they need Jesus. Follow this woman into the heart of our Lord with boldness, humility, and faith. Own what you are, but don't stop there. Own who God is. He is rich enough that His the crumbs from his table are enough to satisfy whatever it is you need. Listen, you are more screwed up and more broken of a sinner than you can even begin to admit, but you are also more loved in Christ than you could ever dare imagine. And there is hope for the double-minded, hypocritical, confused, half-believing Christian. That's how I feel often. And there's hope, there's hope faithfulness is not waiting until you go, till you get better to go to the doctor. There are some people, there are some people I, I, I have known that have had cleaners come to their house and you know what they do before the cleaner comes to their house? They clean the house. <laughs> they clean the house before the cleaner comes to the house. There are people who go to their yearly physical but will not go to the doctor when they're sick faithfulness is going to the doctor when you're sick it's going to the lord not waiting until you have it all cleaned up and ready for him amen so that's what we need we need you to be like the syrophoenician woman let me pray for you father god thank you for your word thank you for mark 7 pray that it would have had some depth and would have been encouraging to us. Lord, I pray, Father, that that you would teach us, not just now, but in the years to come, that more and more and more, Lord, we would be a, a, a community that just dives into your truth and is transformed by the renewing of our minds. Lord, I pray, Father, that we would just bleed your word and bleed love and good deeds I pray, Father, that, Lord, we would not be the type of people that hire a cleaner and then clean our house before the cleaner comes because we always got kind of to look great. <laughs> and we don't want anyone to actually see the depth of how it is. God, I pray, Father, that we would come to you how we really are and we would really actually change. In Jesus' name. Amen.